Circuitous Conversations with Bill and Dan, episode 28 for the 13th of March, 2011. And yes. also the first day of, wait, is it daylight savings time now or is it during the wintertime? I always get that confused. Well, they call them both daylight savings. I mean, it's 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 a yeah. biannual occurrence. Uh, yeah, no, but one of the... them is daylight saving time and one of them is not daylight saving time. By the way, it's saving time singular, I think. Is it? I don't yeah. care. Um, anyway, it's just nice to know that the, uh, the sun doesn't go down until eight o'clock now, which is kind of, yeah, you know, I guess I didn't really notice that I've been inside for most of today. Yeah. I, I, I found it very, um, I don't know. It makes me happier when it's brighter out. I think that's normal. I think, uh, humans like the sun. It's a good thing. Yeah. We need it. Although it's funny because when I go to LA where it's kind of sunny all the time, Mm. it, it, I don't get the same buzz. Yeah, you know, I sort of like you need the you need the evil to see good. Yeah, you need you need some contrast. You know, yeah. you, you can't have like all beautiful light all the time. You need some shitty light to appreciate it every once in a while. Yeah, exactly. I uh, agree. I found that interesting. Hmm. Um. So what I was going to say earlier, uh, I was just asking you about your MacBook, and you, you said how how old is it? You say? Uh, I want to say it's three years. Okay, so that one's getting a little long in the tooth. A little bit. Yeah, this is... Uh, I'm, I'm using a first-gen... Unibody MacBook Pro. Yeah, it's a 2.53 gigahertz Core 2 Duo. Right. And uh, uh, yeah, what I, what I, got, I, was I going, got it just after they came out. What I was going to say was the uh, Anantech... Do you ever read that site? Anantech, yeah. Yeah. Um, just reviewed them. And the current ones, you mean, right? The brand new Sandy Bridge ones. Yeah, yeah. The, the quad core. Uh-huh. And they complete the Photoshop benchmark yeah. faster than the 8-core Mac Pro. Yeah. I heard like, about that. That's insane. Yeah, dude. They're sweet. It just, it just goes to show you how far behind the Mac Pros are. And I was actually thinking about buying a Mac Pro, but now I'm kind of like... No, dude, don't do that now. I right, mean, but but when do you buy it? Because the 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 chip that is in the Sandy Bridge chips that would fit in a Mac Pro aren't supposed to be out till Q4. Well, we'll see. I mean, when I did this like regularly, when I was a, a sort of a professional consultant and advised people on how and when to purchase Macintoshes. Yes. Um, one of the rules was, but the, the the basic way I would approach it is. You know, question number one is: Do you need a computer today? Like, is is this is the fact that you don't have this machine today keeping you from making money? Right. And if that, if that's the case, then it doesn't really matter. You can't afford to wait. Buy the best thing you can get right now. Right. Uh, now, if that's not the case, if you've got something and you're getting by and you're still you're still making money and you you want to you know time it out and and figure out you know, you know pl- try to play the game because Apple does have a very you know complicated and well established game as far as how and when it releases releases its its uh its products right uh then there are a couple things to sort of bear in mind um the, the first thing and the most useful thing is, is is history uh apple if anything uh has been relatively consistent over the years i mean they've been this for a really long time and it's reasonable to assume that the average uh product lifespan is about nine months you yeah know, give or yeah. give or no, take you can sometimes see that. sooner yeah and, and there's even websites that track that yes there um, are so so when you it used to be that they used to be all around. Like man, when the Power Mac G4 and the Power Mac G5 were around, those things would get revised just as frequently as the the portables, as the laptops, right. and everything. But However, here's here's the problem with your theory is that now that they switched to Intel, 
Yes. It, they're waiting on Intel, and Intel is very public about when they're putting stuff out. No, well, it's not just that, though. Uh, Apple has also taken some really big you know, turns in the past three to five years, again, which coincide with the Intel thing, but I don't think are necessarily um, tied to it. Um, specifically, uh, well, the obvious thing is that, is that they've definitely become a little bit less concentrated, a little less uh, focused, or I should say they've put, a less, they put less of an emphasis on the super high-end, quote-unquote, professional market. Yep. Um, I mean, and then in that same sort of as a, as a, as a branch to that, uh, we can even look at the the uh, the business market. Uh, I don't know if you paid attention to this, but just this last year in 2010, uh, Apple basically killed the entire server thing. They they yeah. killed the X serve, and then and now um, I'm not. Well, sure their if you servers read this, never did very well anyway. Well, they didn't do like gangbusters, but there was a very well-established, dedicated customer base. Um, Apple Apple put a lot of money into that product line between the the XServe and originally XServe Raid, uh, and then when XSAN came out and the whole, you know, the whole SAN thing went, yeah. as far as video is concerned, and then you know, there's Final Cut Server. I mean, it's, it's I'm, you know, I'm not going to argue with you. You're absolutely right. There's there's not a ton of customers that that use that stuff. But well, and they're certainly there are, not known as a company that isn't willing to cut people off for no, for no other reason than they're sick of the business. Right. So, but, but, but the, the customers that do use it spend a ton of money on it. Yep. And you know, it, it was definitely, you know, there's definitely, there was business. It just wasn't like a ton and it wasn't like super profitable. I hear that there's some company that's going and making the X serves, basically making X rack mounted X serves, uh, a bunch of people who left Apple started. It's making- true, yeah. The um, I can't remember what it's called right now. Uh, there's a company. They've got a cute. It's green. The web page is green and yeah. And, uh, it's got. I think want to say it's like active. I but they almost active. look exactly like them, right? Yeah. I mean, well, well, I think for, for my if I remember reading correctly, the guy that started the company a couple years ago, I think he left Apple more than one or two years ago, uh, had been basically in charge of Apple's server hardware division. Like he was on the original team that designed the XServe and the XServe Raid. And they don't. While they do, they 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 they're still very much a startup. They don't. I don't think they're actually shipping a ton of stuff. But right. they've got a ton of stuff designed, uh, and they're you know I'm sure they're making a big show at NAB and all the big you know broadcast things. And what they're doing is they're basically pick, looking to pick up the uh, the adopt you know not the, or, the orphaned customers that you know sunk a ton of money into Apple's XN uh, video you know technology. Sure. Um, so they they even have like a, an XServe. Um, like a, a product that looks exactly like the XServe Raid, you know, like it, like it looks like it was designed by the same dude with yeah. just slightly different, just little little things here and there that are different. And then they even made this this box that's basically uh, a Linux box that that looks exactly like an XServe designed to be uh, a SAN, you know, sure. a SAN metadata controller, um, which is which is neat. And I, you know, I think that's great. I, um, you know, when when companies can 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 do that sort of thing but that just anyway we're getting a little off yeah off my original you're saying that they're so my point is they're not as interested in making trucks anymore well i don't know it's hard to tell i mean or or it could be that they figure laptops are becoming so powerful that it's unnecessary to make trucks except for very specific people i I think it i think what they're doing is they're looking at their bottom line they're basically saying you know because i mean again a lot of folks lose scope uh of the fact that at the end of the day um, Apple is a hardware company. Apple yep. makes most of their money selling boxes, selling little things. Actually, um, they make most of their money selling iPhones now, according to their quarterly thing. Which which is a little box. I mean, yep. it's hardware. No, I know. So. I'm just saying that they sell more iPhones and iPads, like tw- two or yeah. three times as many as Macs. 
Yep. I mean, in money, not like in no, not in ships. units. Obviously, no. Yeah. But yeah. In, in it's absolute, crazy. No, it makes perfect sense, dude. I mean, they, well, they, I know, that, but that it's was not. Who, who would have ever thought? I guess oh, is my point. I guess. Anyway, um, so the point is, Apple. Um, you know, I remember when I worked at an Apple store. This is coming up on almost five years ago now. Um, and you look at the 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 stock in the back of the store on the shelves. Um, if I had to, you know, break it down into percentage, I would say. Um, 80% of the stock, well, not 80%, we'll say 60% of the stock were laptops, yep. 25% were iMacs, and then the remaining 5 to 10% were, were Mac Pros. And the Mac Pros would just sit there. You know, we, I remember we'd, like, we'd sell like one a day or something like that. They sure. were super, um, you know, super slow. They didn't really move that well. Uh, and, that, and that, I mean, again, you have to understand. A lot of people that, are buying those online, too, because they're so Yeah, cool. exactly. The, the, the target p- customer is not someone who's going to w- be walking into an Apple store. Right. Apple stores are, are aimed at consumers yep. um, and people who want to buy iPods and iMacs and stuff like that, not necessarily uh, you know, high-power graphics workstations. The other problem is that there's a really steep markup, uh, as, you, as you and I have discussed, as far as the Mac Pro is concerned. Um, Apple definitely puts a pretty steep uh, premium on that i mean you can't yeah. get one you can't even like consider um a mac pro for less than 2500 bucks and that's yep. that's like you know not even the best one <laughs> that's far yeah. from the best one and it's funny because um you can nowadays i mean i've even been looking lately you you can buy this macbook pro for what the new ones that start at like 1700 or something yeah yeah um and it's faster than these octa-core mac pros in photoshop yeah which is nuts the problem is is that you know the standard configurations max out at eight gigs of ram which is not enough for photoshop to do it you know on a professional level so it's kind of it's it's this frustrating mixture of now that we have we have these quad core chips in there that are good enough the storage and and we have thunderbolt theoretically that you can connect to storage fast we just right. don't have the RAM, you know, it's, it's, there's always like, there's always something you can't get from anything but the Mac pro, which is just well, what's frustrating about it. They did actually, actually OWC just I know 16 announced. gigs, but they cost $1,600. Yeah. Not, <laughs> I mean, that's not, crazy. Cheap. Well, but you know, it's, uh, that's a hundred dollars a gig. That's it. I know. It's just funny that eight gigs cost you $170. I know. 16 yeah. gigs cost you 10 times as that's much. That's not news, though, man. That's, no, that's I know. That's the always the state the of the case. business for, uh, for a really long but time. But, like, not that many people are going to be doing it unless they absolutely have to carry it with them. So, anyway, coming around to your, your original point, um, if you look at the track history uh, of the Mac Pro as a, as a product, it doesn't get revved much more frequently than once every, I'm going to guess, 16 months. I'm, I have, I'd have to look According it up. According to I, the thing, it's 156, 256 days is the average. Uh, I don't think about it. That doesn't sound right. According to Mac rumors, like oh, buying the, guide. The buyer's guide? Yeah, that, that's, yeah. A, that's a good one. Um, it feels like it's a lot more than that. Um, it's, it, it feels like it's at least a year. Well, that's um, the thing. It's been longer recently. Yeah, in the past uh, three years. In the, the past couple of revs have taken a long time because yeah. they're, waiting, they're always waiting on the Intel chips. Yeah. And they decided to build these Mac Pros. It's funny because when they needed two processors, it made sense that they were using Xeons. Right. They don't need to use Xeons anymore because most of the ones they sell are single processor. You know. Right. So what I'm curious about now, as you, as you probably know, um, the Mac Pro was recently revved to the 12 core. Um, yeah. Actually, processors. it was last July. It yeah. was 230 days ago. No way. Really? Yeah. That, that long yeah. ago? Two, Not last July. July. It was July 27th. July. It says 230 days since last update. So that's that's well, I guess it is coming up on it's, I, yeah, it. Yeah, it feels like it was March. six months ago, but it's it was a while. Yeah, it's now nine long. months ago. Yeah. So I mean, it, according to the numbers, it's saying you know 
buy it only if you need it. However, if you look at the last two release things, it was almost two years or, you know, yeah. it was like 400 days between things. Yeah. So those 12 cores took a long time to come around. Right. Um, I would guess um, that, well, you know, if we're talking about Mac Pros, I don't think the Mac Pro is going anywhere. What I would, what I personally would like to see, and I don't know how they're going to do this, um, I, I think Apple, just historically speaking, this the Mac Pro industrial design um, is, has been Old. around for a really long time, man. Almost yeah, 10 When years. did the G5 come out? Uh, 2003? 2002? It feels like, yeah. I would say, yeah, somewhere around that. Again, I'm not looking at any uh, web pages or anything like that, but if I had to ballpark it, I would guess in the... In the early, uh, very early in the 2000s. So it's definitely close to 10 years. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong, it has come a super long way. I mean, they basically took that, that shell, that profile, and gutted it. And it, it is, you know, it is a really well put together box. Yeah. But um, 2000, I, I just, uh, 2003, June of 2003. Was the first Power Mac G5? Yep. All right. Yeah. So we are, here we are in 2011. So that's eight years, yeah, I guess. Eight years. That's a long um, time, though. It's a, it is a long time for, for uh, you know, a, a particular industrial design to, yep. to stick around. Um, it's a good I, you got to give box. Apple. It, well, it's all right. It's it's definitely come a long way, but um, I, I think they could do better. Um, I mean, they, we know that they can do better. I mean, look at look yeah. at the evolution. Look at the, look at what they did with the the portables, man. Look at how awesome these yeah. MacBook Pros are. But a lot of the Mac Pro stuff is room for expansion and whatnot, right? I mean, there's, <laughs> yeah, there is a limit to how small you can make the thing. It's true, but uh, you know, I mean, I, I think my desktop. You've seen my little desktop that I currently use. I, I mean, I it, it couldn't it couldn't get attention. much smaller. Right. Than it well, is I'm not, than what I'm not I worried about size, man. I think yeah. the physical size is fine. Although it is a little the one, the one thing I think that, that, that did break my heart a little bit. Um, when the when the the aluminum the metal enclosure um, came out was the fact that they basically negated the rack mountability of the box. I don't know if you remember this, but the old school Power Mac G3, Power Mac G4 with the plastic handles yep, yep. that were removable, you could remove you, them, and put you, other things on. They yeah. were yeah. Apple. I don't know if this was intentional, but it worked out perfectly. There's a company called Marathon that made this awesome little like retrofit kit that let you basically remove the handles and put rack ears on it. Uh, and then you can rack mount the things. And then, you know, they, you know, they were still like, what, four or five U tall. Right. But it was still, I mean, right now, if you want to rack mount uh, Mac Pros or, or Power Mac G5s, you can only put two of them next to each other. And that's yeah. like 20 U. And that's a yeah. super waste of space. Yeah. Um, well, maybe so, they either did that on purpose because they wanted people to buy because isn't that right when the servers came out? No. I mean, I guess so. Yeah. The, the, or maybe the, it the was that they just found that not that many people were doing it. I don't know. The, or yeah, they're Apple. The, maybe the, they the just didn't give a shit what you were doing with it. The X-Serve <laughs> actually does predate the uh, the Power Mac G5. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, maybe they the were like, we're not selling like enough of those. So, um, But anyway, that that was a big, uh, uh, I think, a big blow. Um, and, and then if you think if you think about it, the uh, c- considering the fact that, you know, a large number of the Mac Pro customers are Pro users who very well might be inclined to rack mount their, their computers, um, that would be a, a welcome, I think it would be a welcome, uh, whatever you want to call it, return. Right. Um, so... What was I going to say? You know, what's uh, interesting to me is the I the forgot. dual <laughs> optical drives. Yeah, yeah, that's a waste. I don't think I, that's a big deal. I don't. How many people really need two optical drives? I don't know. Windows people have two optical drives all the time. Remember when they were you, know, you had a CD reader and a CD burner? Back yeah, in yeah, the day? yeah. Well, that was way back <laughs> in the day, right? You know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I always find it odd when they added that second one, as if everyone's like clamoring for second drives. You know. Yeah. Given, well, I guess what they also, you know, the also, the cool thing about that is you don't have to put a drive in there. I mean, it's still two other serial ATA yep, um, ports where you can put SSDs or whatever. 
Yeah. Um, anyway, what I was going to say, I remember now, um, is if you if you compare some of the other, you know, we'll call it mini tower, you know, or you know, desktop style uh, products that are out there, um, I've recently gotten um, hands on an HP Z800. Okay. Uh, and that's you know I think that's one of their enterprise class you know high end um, desktop workstations and that thing is a really well put together computer man uh, I mean I've always had a sort of a fondness for I remember when I was doing more network server type stuff and I I I you know get help out on you know uh, data center and rack you know rack mounting projects right um, and, you know and I got to get my hands on these these arrays you know the disk arrays and the servers and stuff like that hp does a really good job man they they understand hp the are almost of, at the level of apple when it comes to that kind of stuff their their, their high-end workstations and stuff are actually really nice i mean they're just they're just they design them with like the concept like okay well this is what you would need to replace let's make this as easy as possible now i'm not yes. going to say that the the computers are particularly pretty no uh, i think apple still wins in the overall design uh, they department. still look kind of badass in the front HPs. Uh, the the HPs look pretty cool. Yeah, I guess. Um, uh, do you ever see the Box B O X X? I don't think so. Uh, workstations. They they um. I think it's boxtech.com. Boxtech.com. Mm. Um, they're like high end. Basically, if you weren't going to buy a Mac for video, or whatever you wanted a, a PC thing because you were using I don't know 3D Studio or something. Mm-hmm. You buy them from these people. And they're just kind of these badass, you know, dual processor, big, chunky things. Sure. Um, but, you know, at the high end, there are some actual nice things that run Windows. I'll bet. No, uh, I mean, that's, that's the one thing again, that's again, cool. they cost just as much or more than the Apple. So it's kind of like, well, you know, yeah. at a certain point, you might as well just buy a Mac Pro and stick Windows on it if you need, that, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, so, um, so, yeah, I guess I think, I think it would be nice to see, um, to see Apple – Make a, a big move in the uh, the professional desktop yeah. world. I mean, it's but. it's amazing how many people would say, "I don't need a Mac Pro. Just give me a Mac." Like I I, I want I want a, a desktop that I can put stuff new stuff into, like two or three drives or four drives. Mm. But I don't need it to have you know super high end memory and and Xeon processors. Just make me a thing with an i seven that's in a box, you know, with a single optical drive. Yeah, um, I think they'd those. sell a lot of those. Well, you're, you're kind of talking about the Mac Mini, but but bigger. You want a yeah. bigger Mac Mini. You want like yeah. a lunchbox size Mac Mini. Well, I, I I want I want a Mac Pro that's not huge. You know, yeah. I want yeah. like a normal desktop computer, not a workstation, quote unquote, whatever the hell that means nowadays. Yeah, um, I, I don't think that has less meaning. I don't think it's going to happen, man. I, I think what'll be interesting, if I had to guess, no, because they sell uh, more laptops than anything else now. Yeah, uh, I think what would be interesting, uh, and what I would like to see, would be a Mac Mini. With a couple of uh, Thunderbolt ports on it. Yes. This uh, this Thunderbolt thing has a ton of potential, man. Um, oh, it has really a lot curious. of potential. It'll yeah, be... I'm really curious to see what will happen. Because, I mean, the fact that it can do video and storage and, and possibly other stuff yep. uh, is huge. It can, can do anything that can plug into a PCI. Right, which slot. which is you know which could be and that's high, that's high bandwidth shit. I mean that that could be storage too. I mean you, you could we, yeah. we, that could negate the the lack of an eSATA port. Oh, um, it's 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 actually it, it can be an eSATA port essentially. You right. can actually have a thing that plugs into that and has an eSATA at the other end. So can you imagine a Mac Mini with just a little boot drive and then a shitload of ports on the back of it? Um, yeah. With I mean that would be fantastic. Well, that you know apparently a lot of people are using Mac Minis as servers because it's like I mean what is this? I mean other than a render farm right your average server can be easily done by a core 2 processor now it, i guess it depends on the the server you, you know, know what i'm saying what, though what just like your, you your average using. file server for 25 people like you don't need a mac 
Well, the, yeah, these days you don't really need that. any of that stuff. I, yeah. I'm actually a big fan of the uh, of the whole NAS thing, you know, the network attached storage. And and actually, I think what's happening another interesting thing that's happening now is as the SAN technology is getting more and more popular. Um, you, you're familiar with what iSCSI is, right? Sure. Um, so so you get a SAN that uses iSCSI as its fabric as opposed yeah. to fiber. Uh, and, and it gets way, way cheaper. And, yeah. and you but can it's get funny because serious... iSCSI is actually hitting its limits. I mean, iSCSI can only transfer 100 megs a second. You know? uh, You're not know using iSCSI for, uh, well, it's, I mean, even gigabit divided by eight is what, 120 megabits well, a second tops? We have, we have a setup at work with, uh, with an iSCSI-based system, and I was pulling between five and 600 megabytes a second. Um, that doesn't make any sense. Over gigabit Ethernet connection. That doesn't make any sense. But okay, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, dude. I mean, shit was fast. Um, the, the only downside is that, I mean, the catch with iSCSI is that you need multiple interfaces. So so what what we were doing, and this was on a Mac Mini, actually, uh, and, 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 you know, an old school Intel Mac Mini, like the old white white and silver ones, um, where, you, you know, the, the catch is that since you need two interfaces, you need one interface to talk to the network. Right. And then you need the other, the actual physical Ethernet interface um, to talk to the actual... Um, Which is another thing that the Mac Pros have that none of the other ones have. Well, they have two physical Ethernet, um, yeah. hard, hard, you know, wired Ethernet ports on the back. But, but the, you, you could actually get by with using the wireless connection as the, as the LAN connection and then the physical Ethernet connection as the iSCSI connection. It's, Good not, point. it's not optimal, but it, yeah. but it works. Um, and, you know, I don't see why that won't get more popular in the future. Well, for, for, for a... Uh, for uh network attached storage sure yeah you know um i mean it's it's a lot of this stuff i mean it does get interesting if you, yeah. if you could fit if it didn't cost almost two, twice as much as it, if it didn't cost as much as the laptop to upgrade to 16 gigs because that's the point which you have enough that like you can get along yeah um if it didn't cost that much you buy a macbook pro you load it up with 16 gigs you have something like a drobo but faster than a drobo because drobos are very fast yeah. plugged in through uh, Thunderbolt. Uh, Thunderbolt. Yeah. Plugged into a monitor, and yeah. then you basically have you know something you, a, a workstation that you could then pick up and walk away with. Yeah. Um, I, I'm. I still. I haven't done a ton of research on the whole Thunderbolt thing. I'm wondering is is Thunderbolt a kind of uh, protocol or technology that can be switched or hubbed, so to speak? Like, can you? Uh, you know, no. It, in fact, it has to. You daisy chain and actually has to terminate eventually. Hmm. It's. You know what it is? It's very much like external SCSI in some ways. Oh man. You know what I mean? Like you're getting to the point where, yeah, like the monitors have to end up at the end of it. That kind of thing. (laughs) Right. That I remember. You you daisy chain, but something has to be at the end. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's not, I mean, it's not, it's funny because they want it to, Apple obviously wants it to replace like USB and stuff, but it's not good for those kinds of things. And it kind of, it it was, it's a little frustrating because USB three is actually pretty damn good. I mean, it's almost as fast as, as Thunderbolt, but Apple wants to have, you know, their special thing that, they can, I mean, it'll be on other stuff soon. It's just, an I Intel don't, spec. I don't think, I think Apple is turning, is, is leapfrogging USB three. Yeah. I but don't, I don't think we're right, going to see but, it on a Macintosh. Right. They haven't put it on, but you know, they very well could have, although Intel has been slow to pick it up too. Yeah. It's um, weird. Uh, I but it's nice because it's backward compatible, you know, no, I think it's a cool technology, but I, I, you know, I've never, I mean, I've always had a, a sort of low level loathing for the USB connector, the internet connect, the actual physical connector. I think that's, yeah. That's just one of the baddest, you know, one of the worst decisions that's ever been made. 
Yeah. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've sat there trying to jam a damn thing in, even though I've had it oriented properly. Sometimes if you don't have the angle, like exactly like, you yeah. know, I don't know how many times you've been reaching behind a computer. Sure. It's like, you know, that, you know, that you have it facing right, but God damn it, you know, and you have to pull the whole thing out and. In well, and you got to wonder why any of the, why any of those connectors need to be keyed. Even like Firewire, why not have it be ambidextrous? You know, you can put it in either way. Yeah. You know, and have have just as many contacts on both sides so that it can go in either way. Yeah. Um, so you don't even have to look. Why can't, uh, why can't everything just be TRS, man? Tip ring sleeve. Come on, just yeah. plug it in a nice you know round what? headphone style connector. There's, there's something to say for that. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of crazy, though, that you can run a big giant 30-inch monitor off of one of those little display ports. Yeah, DisplayPort is awesome, dude. I'm a huge fan of DisplayPort. It is cool, but it's definitely one of those things. Like, my current monitor is DVI. Mm-hmm. Um, the new one that just came out, the new NEC 30-inch, mm-hmm. uh, is, is slightly improved in specs in different ways, but the reviews that I've seen are just like, it's an amazing monitor just like the last one was. So uh-huh. there's, like, like, no need to upgrade, basically, right. you know. Right. Um, but one of the things it does have is is DisplayPort inputs. Yeah. Um, and even if I want to plug my laptop into this monitor, I got to go buy a two hundred dollar adapter to do it. Why? Because um, it's a dual, whatever DVI. You know, it's not a regular DVI. It's a dual dual link. That. Yes. Well, you don't and need a special adapter for that, dude. Yeah, you do. No, you don't. Yeah, you do. It's because it has to be active. It has to, it has to know and split it off in a certain way. Like it's a smart adapter. It's a it's an active adapter, not just a passive one. All right. Well. Maybe we're talking about two different things, but last we have a, a you know you're talking about a MacBook Pro, right? Yes. With a little mini DisplayPort video out on it. Right? Yes, or my little MacBook I have here. Yeah. Right. With, a, with just a standard mini DisplayPort video port. Yes. Only, to plug that into any DVI display, you only need the little. <clears throat> excuse me. Either you need a, a, a cable that's that's wired, you know, mini DisplayPort to DVI or or what have you, or just get the Apple adapter that's like thirty bucks. Right. Right. That but that one doesn't fine. work up to the resolution of a thirty inch display. Are you sure? I am. Yes, mini display port to dual link DVI adapters, ninety nine dollars, as opposed to nineteen or twenty nine dollars for the other. I one. guess we don't have any thirty displays that work, so I haven't. That's the thing. It, with it that. works up to the. It works up to nineteen by twenty or whatever the hell twenty four inch displays. Yeah, are. we do twenty fours. Right, but above that, you need this stupid other one that is powered by another you, USB. Connector. You really want to plug a thirty inch display into a laptop? Oh, I mean, that's well, I'm just saying at the at the point at which you have one of these new laptops with a gig of RAM in the in the video card and it runs as fast as the Mac Pro, yeah. why not? I don't know. I guess so. That just you seems know, crazy to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, it seems crazy because it's something you could never do before. <clears throat> you know. I guess. Yeah. Sure. I mean, Apple's fastest computer right now is a seventeen hundred dollar or two thousand dollar laptop. Yeah. Which is kind, of, which is kind of nuts in itself. Yeah, it's pretty sweet, you know. Um, anyway, this is all just very weird technical stuff. Uh, by the way, uh, last week, you know, you came with me on that shootout to New Jersey. Uh-huh. I did the the shoot the next day for the same article uh, at the Googleplex. <laughs> well, not the Googleplex, okay. the New York Googleplex, uh-huh. um, which is on the third floor of an old. Um, it's an old post office, right? Yeah, it's is it post office or is it like a uh, port authority building or something? It's it's, it's, done, it's done like in Chelsea somewhere, right? Fifteenth uh, and sixteenth between eighth and ninth. Yeah, yeah. A friend of mine used to work in in a, another company uh, in that building. It's huge. I mean, it's the size yeah. of the whole block. Yeah. Um, anyway, so they've got the third floor and then parts of other floors. Uh, but I went in there and they were taking me down the hall. The place yeah. is like an indoor shopping mall. 
<laughs> that is an office. Seriously, uh-huh. there's like restaurants and all kinds of stuff in it. There's all these like uh, little pit stops where you can pick up scooters to zoom to the other end of the office because, you know, it's a full city avenue block long. Uh-huh. Takes you a while to get down the other end. Do they, so like they have a frozen yogurt cart? I think they do, actually. And, a cookie, and, then, and then there was a whole part thing. that you walked through that had uh, computers, old computers, like, um, you know, they had, a, they had a Commodore PET, an original PC, yes. an original Mac, like, nice. like a little computer museum with wow. on, you know, on the floor. Um, and then they bring me into this room to shoot, which is like the rec room. Yeah. Uh, which it was lunchtime. So there's people playing pool and playing ping pong and playing foosball and... And uh, a bunch of guys sitting and playing uh, Call of Duty or some similar thing on an Xbox. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, slackers. And I'm like, okay, first of all, this is not probably the best place for me to be communicating with a guy to take pictures. But if this right. is really the best you can do, you know. Uh, and I ended up using the white paper that we rolled up. Oh, that's good. Because <laughs> for nothing. Because there's there's white walls all over the place. Right. But no, we have to shoot in this room where there's pink walls or something. Right. <laughs> right. Um. Uh, so I, I taped it up against the glass or whatever, uh-huh. uh, and then uh, and then you know brought it home. But it, it worked. It worked fine, you know. But the reason why I was bringing this up is that when we were shooting, we brought uh, the little pro photo, mm-hmm. uh, and then the second day I was like, I'm not carrying all that gear, and I shot with uh, a speed light through a smaller uh, thing, uh-huh. a soft lighter. And you know what? <laughs> I don't know that I can tell the difference. <laughs> really <laughs> yeah Good. you know at a certain point it's like soft light is soft light is soft no, light you know it's true i mean uh, well it's not always the quality of the light that's that's you know factored in yeah There's no i mean there are times when the quality of the light matters no um, but re- as far as like recycle time is concerned and power is concerned yeah you know? but see that's the thing i don't know that there's that i mean there is more power obviously in the pro photo but somehow I think I'm going to do what you were saying is actually use it more like even in the studio even though i don't need to be wireless yeah. Just because the, the, the pro photo flash bulbs are so nice in controlled settings. No, they're um, great. But it was interesting how, how similarly they looked, the final images. You know, even yeah. though we shot one against paper and one against the wall, one of them with pro photo, one of them with a, with a speed light into a 30 inch as opposed to the pro photo into a 42 inch or whatever it is. Um, it was just an interesting little exercise, you know. Also shows you what you can do nowadays. I, they, I, we finally got the go ahead that morning to actually do the shoot, and I met the girl who was I was talking to all week, and she was like, literally, if she was twenty three years old, she was you know, she was so young. Uh, but then again, the guy I was shooting was twenty six years old, and he's worth tens of millions of dollars. So what do I know? Um, <laughs> but the the thing I was going to say was that they were like, well. You know, uh, do you need to use the freight elevator? Do you have, like, carts full of stuff? <laughs> well, they've they probably dealt with photographers who bring a whole shitload of stuff with them. Which just still blows my mind. I was like, what are, the, are these photographers shooting a car in here or something? Like, well, you know, some people like, uh, you know, some like people the like to bring their, a lot of all stuff. Their stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's safe to say that if you, like, I, I mean, I've seen videos of guys I, I want to say i've seen it. videos of you packing a lot of stuff no 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 i'm talking about like <laughs> the guys but the, I, at least everything i pack i can carry on my back i mean come True. on dude yeah um but the uh the point i was going to make before is you know i, I want to say i think it was a i, I want to say it was joe mcnally you know he was doing a behind the scenes or sort of like a how-to on his uh you know just a standard corporate headshot type or not headshot but more of like a office you know context you know whatever sure um shot and yeah he had two giant carts full of stuff but if you were to like break down the actual 
like things that he used and just just put those aside it was like you know a fraction of everything that he brought yeah but the, the, i think the point is the problem is you know i guess what separ- in his mind or in a lot of people's minds what separates a pro from uh, a non-pro is is the ability to to be prepared you know because you yeah. really i mean you're unless you have the luxury of like going in ahead of time seeing you know doing a scout and seeing what's there and yeah. mapping your shot out before um so a lot of people don't have that luxury or you know, you you know don't, you, very specifically you, what you're trying to do yeah you don't know if you're going to deal with be dealing with giant windows or reflections or True. or what the ambient is like or anything like that so you need to be able to basically build your own little private little studio you know portable little studio um you know so that you can get the shot that you want to get still pretty amazing what you can do with a Just little tiny backpack absolutely i mean it's very similar actually to the to the uh computer world you know yeah, I mean, look, I mean, it's, you could go buy the little MacBook Pro, and and you have more computing power than anybody's ever had before. Yeah, <laughs> and and it weighs five pounds. It's it's pretty sweet, man. It's it's kind of crazy. I don't know. It's a uh, it's an interesting thing. So basically, what you're saying is that you wouldn't buy a Mac Pro right now, is what you're saying. Um, well, I would say if you need one, absolutely go for it. Um, the other cool thing about Mac Pros um, is that they hold up pretty well. In fact, I was just reading this really yeah. cool article on um, – It is crazy, the resale value on a two-year-old Mac Pro that's like really kind of out of date if you actually yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah, and yeah. People are still selling them for $2,000. Well, like, that's because they cost so much damn money, man. They retain their value well. What I was going to say is uh, I think it was on AccelerateYourMac.com. Um, they have views – and I, I don't know if I ever told you this story. I actually have an old um, first-gen Intel Mac Mini. Which was yeah. a, a original core, you know, non not 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 dual core, just a regular core. Du, uh, core. What the hell did they call them again? Just a core. Core. It was the core regular core processor? No, but Apple the original had a ones. Name. Yeah, I can't remember what the hell it was anymore. Well, it was a core so duo. Long. Maybe it was two, not a dual core. Maybe it was a core duo. Not yeah, a regular core original two. core duo. Yes. Like a yeah. Anyway, yep. it was not what it is now. So so I read this article, and apparently that machine was the first. Um, machine that that didn't have its cpu soldered to the motherboard and if you wanted to you could theoretically pick up um you know a a, a similarly sized um processor and replace it but That's it was crazy. kind of a kind of a bitch <laughs> so i'm like well you know what i have some i have some time i have some money i was i was working at uh control group um and uh i just picked up this thing and um and and so yeah, I think I want to say I spent maybe sixty five bucks, maybe yeah. eighty bucks on the actual CPU. I think I got it on eBay. Sure. And um, and it took me a while. Uh, I, I wound up breaking all four of the little Teflon spring loaded <laughs> support pins, and, and the thing is zip, literally zip tied. Yeah, those things <laughs> never came apart very much. The logic board. Um, but for the past uh, well, you know, three years, four years, I've had this little, uh, you know, now it's a two point one six core two duo. Uh, Mac Mini, which has been serving me very, very well. What do you anyway, use so that for? That is, that's where all my crap lives. Um, I have the my I have a Drobo, um, so that's where all of my backups live. That's where my TV shows and movies and um, that's the machine that stays on all the time. Yeah, uh, and I, you know if I need to remote into it uh, from from outside, I've got that on all the time as well. I, I get, you could quite technically call it my server, but it's not running any server software or anything like sure. that. Sure. Um, but uh, what I was going to say was now. Um, uh, from the get-go, the Mac Pro has had um, socketed CPUs. So there, there are lots of reports of people who have had, you know, plenty of luck, basically buying older Mac Pros and then sure. dropping in higher speed, 
uh, higher power CPUs, which isn't, I don't think that's, that's necessarily a bad plan. No, it's not a terrible plan. Uh, the The problem with it is that the sockets will change over time. You know, so right. there will gotta, be, there's a limit to what you can do. It's true. Uh, um, no, it's it's not a terrible plan. Um, although, for example, the the next revision, one thing that kind of gets me. I mean, this is the case with. I know they're trying to make it simple for people, but you know, because it had the Mac Pro hasn't been updated visually in eight years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even since it has the dual optical drives, that hasn't been updated in four or five years. It's true. Um, that was an Intel thing. Right. Is that somebody will see, you know, you'll go over your friend Kent's house and he'll mm-hmm. have a Mac Pro and it might be four years old and mm-hmm. kind of a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And yet, like, you know, until you use it, you don't know. Like, you can't tell a Mac Pro from a Mac Pro without doing a lot of research. And your average person is going to say, oh, it's a Mac Pro. Even though the or, new one G, might be or five G5, or ten, man. yeah, we have might, we have these guys who come from Paris and they still call them G fives because that's what they look like. I know, and it, but, you know, because I was even uh, I was talking to Claude a couple weeks ago, yeah, and he was saying, you know, I bought my four core Mac Pro. He's like, and two months later they came out with the new Nahalem ones. Yeah, they they still call it a Mac Pro. Yeah, but and you can still get the four core one, except that four core one was twice as fast as Claude's. Yeah, you know, I mean that's so that's. Yeah, that's a problem I've had with Apple for a long time. I mean, they've been doing this for years. Like Apple actually, doesn't. Yeah. They, they keep the product name the same, and then they put the 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 the, note of the modifier in parentheses afterwards. You want to talk yeah. about nuts, dude? Look at the fucking PowerMac G4 uh, lineage. I mean, Yo, I, yeah. I want to say there were thirteen, yeah, eleven or thirteen yeah. revs over its. And it's six funny or when they and they always used to have all the even the the like the old G3 laptops. It was like this is a Lomb- the Lombardo or Lombard well, well, Lombard or the Lombard you know. and, and yeah and Wall yeah, Street. Yeah, those, all those, that kind those, of those were internal um, code names though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you almost have to use them because there's no external code name. You no, know? Th- there is. There was the the, the Lombard. I, I might get these backwards, but one of them was the Power Mac. Uh, sorry, the PowerBook G3, and then the parentheses bronze keyboard. And then there okay. was another one that was the Power Mac G3 Firewire. Okay. Um, well, what about the the current Mac Pros or MacBook Pros? All these machines. Now you they're know? dating. Now they're just getting lazy and they're dating them. So like, I think the current right. ones now. This are is just the Mac June Pro, 2010 late, Mac yeah, Pro. No, well, they say late 2010 or yeah. early 2011 or, or mid. Yeah. They use. But early, this is mid this is late. nothing that you know. Other than geeks like us, no one else would ever. You know, they don't know any it's, better. I guess is what I'm it's saying. It's true. It's true. And, and sometimes yeah. it actually does have a very appreciable effect on how they use the machine. You know. Yeah, uh, I guess. Uh, I what, know. You know, I, I met a guy yesterday just to. I have a interesting thing. Um, oh yeah, I think I saw your little posty post. Yeah, so I met this guy named Ed Dale yesterday. Mm-hmm. Is he, does he listen to our podcast? Uh, he doesn't yet, but I told him about it, and he's a giant podcast nerd, which is why I'm bringing this up. Um, Hi, Ed. Ed Thanks Dale, for listening to our podcast. Super nice guy, and he uh, um, he is a like a marketing guy from Australia, mm-hmm. and he's got you know th- tens of thousands of followers on Twitter. He's like you know connected guy. Wow. Um, yeah. And he's he was a fan of 365 Portraits. Mm-hmm. He's bought all my books. Wow. Uh, all yeah. of them? I think, well, Japan. and he, I don't think he bought Drabbles. He bought Japan and he bought the 365 Portraits. Wow. Uh, and, he's a super um, fan. Yeah. And so, so I get an email on Facebook, as my mother would call it, a face mail. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, he's like, hey, I'm going to be in New York. Can I buy you lunch? And I was like, yeah, sure. Wow. Yeah, so we met up uh, uh, and and had lunch with this guy, and it's just crazy that you can think, here's this guy from Melbourne, Australia. Yeah, who before the internet, even uh-huh. even five years ago, 
before Twitter and Facebook, yeah. I never would have met. Nope. In my entire life. Uh, you you know? might have. Uh, that's it just uh, Okay, you know what I'm saying. That, like, yeah. not in this way. No. You know, it's not quite this easy anymore. As it, as, you know, it's much easier yeah. now than it ever was. No, it's true. Um, and so here we are having lunch and, you know, just, you know, BSing and chatting and talking about stuff. And you'd love him. He's like a giant Mac guy. <laughs> um, uh, you know, came here and, and bought a 64 gig AT&T GSM iPad 2, stood in line, um, which all of his friends in Australia are all jealous of because it doesn't come out there for another like three weeks or something. Oh, easily. Yeah. Um, I'll bet. So, so yeah. So, uh, yeah, which I played with for a minute, which was fun. But mm-hmm. uh, anyway, the point was is that he recommended a couple of podcasts to me, which I thought I'd run by you. Okay. Have you seen any of these podcasts by... 5 by 5 Yes. Yeah. How did you know I was going to say that? Because those are the good ones, man. <laughs> um, Hypercritical with John Syracuse. He, yeah. he, re- he recommended Hypercritical and Back to Work, which has Merlin yeah, Mann on Merlin it. Merlin Mann is freaking genius. No, I've been, I've been following those. Those are both um, – Dan Benjamin recently started both of those like in the past two months. And yeah. uh, I've, I've been listening since they both released, and they're, they're on my regular listen list. In fact, I'm just as of literally, just as of this weekend, uh, finally caught up. And they're pretty long ones. They're yeah, they're all an hour. over an hour apiece. Yeah, yeah. No, Merlin Man is has all. I mean, you, I, I've told you about. You I love nice Merlin today. Man. No, I'm I'm fine with Merlin Man. And you know, although what? you look although nice he's today. crazy, right? Wh- you, who's that? You look nice today. Uh, I never never listened. No. Oh, dude, you should. T- I mean, don't get me wrong. Now it's not it's not as it's they don't put it out as often as they used to. Yeah, and it's definitely evolved over the years. But if you yeah. start from the beginning, um, I, I want to say it's a good four or five years old now. Um, if you just dig in and, and just start downloading them and you know listening to them in sequence, uh, there's some there's some gems in there, man. There's some I've laughed out loud a handful of times. Um, uh, I, I don't want to say anything else to, to spoil it for you, um, but you should definitely check it out because okay, Merlin I will I will put it hilarious. on the subscriptions. But uh, yeah, so we were listening. Heather and I were listening to the first of the back to work episodes today. <laughs> yeah, Mer- Merlin's a little crazy, and he, a little but bit. a lot of the things he says are. They Spot resonate. On. Yeah. No, he's good. Um, yeah. So anyway, just thought I'd pass those on because, you know, a good friend of mine now, uh, Mr. Ed Dale from Australia. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's going to end up being my buddy. So uh, nice. So hopefully more of that to come. Just wanted to pass that along. Totally. Uh, I know today we were, we talked a little Mac hardware heavy, but sometimes it's fun to get into the nitty gritty. I think it's reasonable to assume that uh, if I had to take a stab at, at you know at the at a guess out of the twenty two people that listen to this podcast, yeah, I would say that more most of them are okay with this. More than half of them are Macintosh folks. I would guess that's just yeah, a, that's probably a reasonable guess. Um, so, uh, and if you're I mean, not, apologies, you yeah. can skip. The, you've already probably skipped this one over. Claude will probably be very excited to hear that we mentioned him. Claude, In this, yeah, yeah, I suppose because he we does should. listen. Oh, I know. He's one of the 22. We, we, should, should, we should definitely have Claude on one day. I agree. I agree. He should yeah. be a special guest. All right. So we'll, we'll talk to him this week and maybe we can get him on for next week. He's in, uh, he's in Chicago right now. Oh, yeah. He's, on, he's there until next a week from Wednesday or something. <sighs> on a rendezvous. I've heard this. <laughs> yeah. I do. You know, we don't want to let a, too much information out to no, our no. 22 whatevers. No. Our followers. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, let's call that that. And uh, yeah. we'll come back next week with some interesting stuff. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Uh, We will see y'all later. Have a good night. Take care. Bye.